There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In this podcast, we'll chat about the win against West Brom. How have Bora fared up so far this season and answer your podcast questions. This is the Bora Breakdown podcast and this is like a Bora Match Day chatter in a pod. Support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for What's Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Avanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. Hello and welcome to the Bora Breakdown podcast with Johnny, Dana and Matt. We are the Bora podcast that gives you all of the Bora Match Day chatter in a podcast. And Bora send the Bora fans home happy with three points, a courtesy of Morgan Rogers' goal. Uh, and also, Bora are now 11th in the championship table and very, very, very close uh, to the playoff places. But who isn't close to the playoff place at this point uh, in the championship? It's only five points separate in fifth and 15th in the division. Um, but guys... West Brom 1-0. Uh, Dana, how would you assess the performance today? I honestly think that it's probably my favourite performance of the season. Certainly the okay. best since Sunderland away, but obviously there was circumstances there whereby obviously they were down to 10 men. And I think, let's be honest, it did play into our hands in that match. But I just really, really love wins like that, where there was a little bit of a siege mentality in that second half, because obviously we all know that Borough are up against it. You could see that with the front four that we put out. We had no recognised number nine and... I just like wins like that, where we all knew that it was going to be a bit of a stodgy game. We knew that it wasn't going to be an open, free-flowing attacking affair because we know what Carlos Corbrand teams are like. They set up really well defensively and he's done a number on us quite a few times. I'm glad that we have done a number on him this time. It was a performance that really made me proud of Bora. I absolutely love games like that where okay yeah maybe we're not the best in front of goal we did have our chances and we didn't take them we weren't at our most ruthless but I love when Borough really dig deep and that second half was just a fantastic team performance so yeah I'm, I'm really 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 happy with that there was so many positives to take from it in my opinion. Absolutely. And and Matt, you know, we've we spoke a lot about the injuries that Bora have. There was 14 players on in midweek that we were looking at and saying who's in, who's out. Um, so given the list that we have, and you know, there's some players coming back, there's a lot came back today, like McGree, uh, Corburn, um, Vandenberg as well. And 
how big of a win was that, do you think, uh, for Borough, especially against the sides who are up there in the playoff places as well? Uh, I think it's up there with one of the biggest wins of the season. I was worried I might be a little bit reactionary in saying that, but I'm glad Dana sort of agrees that it's probably up there with one of the biggest results of the season. I think given the context of the injuries we have, the opposition we were up against, they were fifth or might still be fifth, but they're up there for a reason. Uh, The injuries, as you say, in a period of the season where I think we've got four games in the next 12 days or something, absolutely. It might even be less than that. Uh, I think it's massive because, as you say, it's so tight in the middle of the table at the moment. And given this four-game spell, you could, on a good run, you could find yourselves comfortably in the playoffs come the end of this four-game run. Equally, if you go off on a bit of a bad run of form and you don't get anything from the four games, we could find ourselves miles off. And I think we would have been nine points off West Brom had we lost. So to close the gap and half it and, and obviously be three points behind, and that was massive. So I think not just the result, but I think the performance as well was really good. I think often we sometimes say just the result is what matters with the number of players we've got out, but I was really impressed by the performance on top of the result today as well. Um, I thought second half, we were fantastic in terms of maintaining our lead. I was really worried the sucker punch might inevitably be coming given the number of chances we missed, but I think the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. The siege mentality, as Dana mentioned, I think it helped because I felt like the referee was against us. It felt like Everything was leading up to that West Brom sucker punch. So to um, to come away with the three points, given the injuries we've had, closing that gap and, and keeping in touch with the playoffs, it, it could be, when we look back on it, one of the biggest wins of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, we talk about turning points, don't we? And you can always you can always feel those type of results. And it felt like a massive one today, didn't it? Uh, I thought we were excellent. I, I really did. You know how it connected. The, the, the front four was connected today and really interchangeable and, and caused them a lot of problems. But also I want to mention like West Brom as well. I, I was really disappointed with them today, to be honest. I thought that the the high line and the, their game plan of let's play this high line, let's try and t- uh, turn the ball over um, in, in Bora's half and, you know, try and play the ball through to a And It just didn't work. It, it really just didn't work. They got that pass, that final ball wrong every time. And it was a bit too like uh, quick, in, in my opinion. And I thought West Brom looked more dangerous uh, today when they were able to get the foot on the ball play around the back line and try to, you know, get the get the the ball in and behind Borough. But they just didn't do it. You know, they were they were very, very poor. And you know, the that saying of the quicker you get the ball forward, uh, the quicker it comes back to you. And it was right, you know, they they gave Borough possession back really, really quickly. And when we were in possession, we were really strong. We created plenty of chances. I, w- I could have probably killed Greenwood and, and Desire Jones today if, if, <laughs> uh, for the chances that they missed. But overall, it was a really, really strong display from us. And it was nice to see something different, especially on that front four as well, because then there's Silvera, Jones, Greenwood, uh, Rogers, and my dog in the background is, is, uh, is going to cause havoc in a second, courtesy of being live. <laughs> Uh, at the moment, but they caught uh, Rogers Greenwood, Jones, Silver caused them a lot of problems today. Would you like to kind of see that more often? I know without the recognized striker, but the interplay was really, really good, right? Yeah, you know what? I think I would, and maybe not that exact quartet, but f- say, for example, you put Latte Lath in there instead of uh, Silvera. Latte Laff, I think, can be dangerous in other areas of the pitch. We saw his goal against Leeds. He was kind of in that half space on the left side, wasn't he? Between the left back and the left centre half, and he cut inside and he, sh- and he um, 
obviously only start short and scored. So I think Latte Laugh could be dangerous out wide, not in the sense of like creating chances and putting in crosses. But if you do have that interchanging link up and combinations between that front four with him kind of spearheading it, shall we say, being the furthest forward to start with, I think could could be good for us. I know that maybe Borough fans want a target man per se, someone that can really make the ball stick. But we've got a lot of really gifted technical footballers that are quite quick and clever as well in their combinations and the the spaces on the pitch that they pick up so yeah it was an interesting one um it was obviously something that I think Carrick had to do because having known recognized number nine there's no point in trying to <coughs> pigeonhole Sammy Silvera as that number nine so yeah it was interesting and I'm I'm not 100% mad at it to be honest I think it's another tactical implementation that Carrick has has put in there that kind of paid off yeah, and, and you find when you know when you have a lot of injuries, you find a system or a certain way of mm. playing that can work and you can implement that. You know, we, we looked at the Van Guren Engel uh conversation or positions uh in the over the last couple of weeks. You know, we've we've looked in different players and how they can fit into the system. And when we go we go back then, I think maybe to the start of the season we were reviewing the lowdowns and we looked at Borough's uh, recruitment strategy this year it was all about adaptability and trying to bring in players who could play multiple positions and could interchangeable create uh teams a lot of issues and i think that was kind of a beauty of today where it showed that that can potentially be a strength and hopefully the recruitment is starting to come good as well you know i looked at rogers today and i thought he was excellent and every time i see him i always think there's there's just something about him where I think you re- one, you really excite me, but two, you could just be a little less rash. I think sometimes you could have the potential to be a really, really solid player. And it's it's just nice when things come together. But there was a player yesterday, um, well, today, sorry. I always say yesterday because I'm used to recording the day <laughs> after. Um, but my player today, Sam Silvera, he hasn't really had much of a chance uh, over the last few weeks and probably most of the season. And really... It's been quite difficult for him, I think, adapting probably to the championship. But he slowly started to find his form, isn't he? Yeah, you mentioned injuries can often... You can stumble across hidden gems or a system or a way of playing that you maybe wouldn't have bothered trying. And I think that's the the one positive of an injury crisis like this. You you get players in who, who get that opportunity, get a run of games. And yeah, I think Silvera's definitely... Improving, I think. I think you can say the same about a lot of the a lot of the boys across that front line who we brought in who can interchange across the you know the attacking positions. And I'm delighted for him because he was the most he was the player I was the most excited for after preseason. I think the the performances in preseason, the number of goal contributions he was getting, I was really really optimistic for him. And I think maybe arguably at the start of the season because you know he was maybe being shoehorned in a little bit too early, having to start games when I thought he could have been better as a, an impact player. He's now had time to bed in and he's now had a run of games where he's been able to come in a little bit more gradually. And it's been coming. I, I think over the last few games, he's he's more than warranted a starting place on the right over Isaiah Jones and maybe as well on the left in competition with, with Greenwood and Rogers. So I'm delighted for him. I think it's a little bit ironic that just when we think he's hitting his stride he's gonna he's gonna bugger off to the Asian Cup in a few weeks but um yeah as long as he comes back um maybe full of even more confidence maybe his form's even better and he comes back with a full bill of health full fitness he can pick up from where he left off but I think I think it's um 
it's only more praise for the recruitment team, the fact that we've got so many players who can interchange different positions. And again, this is a Borough side who, you know, riddled with injuries. These players probably wouldn't be starting week in, week out had we not had the injuries. So I think this really shows how good the signings have been in terms of squad depth as well, that we can rely on these boys to come in and, and do a job. So, yeah, I'm delighted for Sammy and um, I hope he can continue his form, come back from the Asian Cup and um, keep being an important part of this team. Yeah, and obviously there's a lot of good performances today. You know, I think when I look at Twitter and across social media, there's there's different players getting one of the matches from different people. Um, but so it'd be good to kind of get some notable mentions uh, out of you, to be honest, to see like who was the best player today you thought, or who were the good players, or who you know you thought just just stood out at times. So then, who, who was your notable mention uh, today? It has to be Dan Barlasser. I thought he was absolutely excellent, particularly in that first half. And something that we haven't really seen from him, he's not really renowned for this, but his dribble, his ability to dribble past players today was really, really good. There were a few times where he dusted <laughs> the West Brom player, be it midfielder or attacker. He just swept it beyond them, kept it ticking, played really positive balls in behind, as we know um, from him. And I really enjoyed his performance. He's been criticised a little bit, of late well quite a lot actually of late but I really like that we've got Dan Balasser I'd much rather us have him than another team because he's just a really positive midfield player and I think there is parts of his game that do need to be improved particularly defensively but I appreciate that he is a very creative player and he did control that game I think Michael Carrick said it afterwards he did control the tempo of that game and I think typically we kind of see Housen do that but it was actually Dan Balasser that stepped up today and, and took that responsibility. And I think he really shone in midfield. So credit to him. I thought he was fantastic. And then Dyke still in that second half, obviously, because he was on, I'm in the East stand, he was on my side. I think I just it magnified to him. And I mean, I like Dyke still, but I think that probably owing to his injury, obviously picked up that injury in pre-season and missed a, a big part of it. I think all of it was, didn't he? Um, I think that has kind of impacted him this season. His performances haven't been as strong, but defensively, I thought he was spot on in that second half, linking up with Jones as well. I mean, to be fair, there's so many players that you can mention. I am just going to spotlight those two, but I will say that the whole team deserve a mention because, you know, all over the pitch, I thought people were, uh, you know, they did their jobs and they really dug in for one another. So I appreciate that. And I enjoyed that performance because of that very reason, a fantastic team display from all of them. Yeah. And what do you think, Matt? Who's, who's your notable mention? Uh, it's, it's hard, as you say, to to pick out one or two. It's a great feeling to, to you know, <laughs> the fact that you've got that. I don't know who to pick because they were all amazing. Um, I think Glover deserves credit. I mean, this is coming from Senny Dieng's number one fan. Um, <laughs> I, I thought Glover made some really crucial saves in the first half at a really important time for us because I, I remember saying to you during the game, Johnny, if I felt if, if, if West Brom went 1-0 up, I just think when it's a Corboran side, they would have made the game really ugly and scrappy and it would have been really, really tough to get back into that game. So... I think he deserves credit for for keeping the score nil nil at that point. Uh, I'm gonna say Engel. I know you might want to mention him, Johnny. So I'll just drop his name in there. I'll let you maybe uh, mention Engel. I thought he was great. But again, I mean, he could go through the the whole team. I think Housen had a great game. His through ball for Greenwood's chance, I thought was brilliant. Rogers goes without saying. 
Barlasser as well. His ball in the lead up to the the goal was great. Ah, you could you could go through absolutely everyone. Um, it was just a great display all round, and um, yeah, more of the same hopefully as we get go through these these runner fixtures over the next week or two. Yeah, and I think for me, I, what really benefited Barlasser today is the movement we had across the front four. You know, when I think there's been times, and, and especially in the like the we mentioned it on the podcast a couple, a couple of weeks ago around um, how players are distant maybe from each other. I think I think Crooks and, and Lilaf, I think just sometimes a bit too far away from each other, and, and sometimes Greenwood's a bit too far away from them. It hasn't really been clicking as much, and I feel like sometimes when we're static, it shows, and then that shows where Balas has to go left and, and right, and sometimes backwards, and it gets frustrated uh, for a number of accounts for it. But today, having that front four ahead ahead of him and then making those runs, and it was very early on why we were trying to do that, that really benefited Balassa. And, you know, when we have that, you'll get the best out of him. And on top of that, I would obviously like to mention Lucas. You know, I think he's he's been fantastic over like the last few weeks. Um, you know, his redemption arc uh, from, from Sheffield Wednesday has been sensational. I remember, obviously, when we were reviewing him in the lowdown videos, I was looking at him and I was going, he has a lot of good good things about him, and I was really positive about him. Maybe I, I, look, I give him a five, right? I give out a five out of five, and look, we can all make mistakes, but I'm not going to say it's a mistake now. Uh, I think he's I think he's been really really good, and he's just getting better and better and better. And not to mention, well, Alex Bangura, like not only has a fantastic chant as well. Now, um, he's a really talented boy, and I would like to see more of him. I just think Engel's been really good. Um, and solid over the last few weeks, and maybe we'll see that that Bangura Engel like partnership when McGree goes off to the uh, Asian uh, Asian Cup. So Asian Cup, and it'd be, just be good to see uh, what we can do. But yeah, for me, Engel um, Balassa, and and I was obviously say Rogers as well. Rogers for me can be a bit like Marmite. Um, some love him, some hate him, but you can't deny that he's exciting. I think he's someone in our side who really gets us ticking, and when he's on his when he's on it. It can be really, really valuable to us. I would just like to see a little bit more quality in January for us to bring in, really tie it all together. But there's nothing saying that we can go on a run uh, come January. But this kind of leads us on to like that midway point as well because we've played 23 games now. Uh, 33 points, three points off the playoffs, of course. We have 10 and also have 10 wins, three draws and 10 defeats. And um, I also like to mention as well, uh, that we've been eight out of the top uh, 12. So I'll, I'll exclude Borough out of that. So we'll put 13th place in there in Preston. Um, but it was, yeah, eight wins out of the top, tw- against the top 12. So all really positive. Um, but Dana, what were your, th- what are your thoughts on Borough's season so far? I think we're kind of where we should be within an arm's reach of the top six, obviously three points off well in the mix of teams. I think it's quite open. There's quite a few teams that probably aren't exactly anywhere near perfect, shall we say, but have every opportunity to get into like fifth or sixth, probably more sixth than fifth. But Yeah, I think we're largely where we should be. We are a team that has a lot of young players, has a lot of injuries, and that will impact the season. I know people don't want to make it or mark it as an excuse. I don't think it's an excuse. I think it's a valid, legitimate reason as to why Borough have maybe been a little bit inconsistent. But I think that our first team, our full-strength team, can still be quite inconsistent anyway. But yeah, I think we're 
basically where we, where we should be. We're a team in development that has really had to endure a little bit of a hangover from last season, given the change around in personnel and options that Michael Carrick has. And I was talking on uh, BBC Tees with Craig Hignett, saying that the team that we have now are, are downgrades, and it's probably not the right word to use, but hopefully people know what I'm trying to put forward there, that they're not of the same quality. So I think the fact that we are where we are is is a good thing. You know, we've got young players that are still developing and as a team, as a unit, I think we are still developing as well. So I really enjoyed today's performance because it showed what we're capable of, but also with the likes of Hayden Hackney and a full, fully fit Riley McGree and Marcus Force and Senny Dieng back and God knows whoever else is injured back, then I'm really excited to see what Borough can do. And hopefully with a good January behind us as well, it can just take us up that extra little bit of quality. And let's see where we can where we can go. You know, the sky's the limit for Borough and I think we've got a lot of potential. potential. And basically, the you know our trajectory is, is very much going up. So... Yeah, there's exciting um, times ahead, I think, for us. Yeah, Matt, what do you think? Where do, where do you think we're at? Because, you know, the, the eight wins against the top half um, is fantastic. We, sh- we should have really, we, we should have beat Hull as well. So it, sh- it should be nine. Um, that was definitely a game we, we threw away. And, you know, when you're looking at the Leeds game, uh, we, we threw away that game as well when we were in a really good position. And to this really show that we can Although that I know Dana was mentioned there were a side in development, we can still compete at the top. Yeah, it's typical of Borough, isn't it, that we rise against the big teams and drop points against the lower teams. I think I still think back to the games against QPR and Huddersfield at home earlier in the season and just think, you know, six points win that. We'd have been comfortably in the playoffs now, and that's on top of the injuries we've had. But I think potential is a big word with this team. And I I agree. I think the only way is up. For this team, I think the fact that we've had the injuries we've had, we've had loads of new players who are young, they've had to bed in, they've had to adapt to the style of play that Michael Carrick wants us to play. I think the fact that we're where we are, three points off the playoffs, mid-table, I think's a very good foundation to to build upon. And it really excites me, actually, the thought that even though we've, we've had all these injuries, the players that, I guess, a second-string team, you could call it, are good enough, I think, to be more than competitive. But Add, you know, our, our I guess first first team, our strong, you know, strong team with McGree, and you know, if we can add a striker to that as well in January, and as you say, knit it all together, this team can only get better. And I think for me, looking at it, I think top four's gone, but fifth and sixth are up for grabs, and I I, I cannot think of any reason why this Borough team fully fit, full strength with a tiny addition of quality. Probably I'd say up front in that number nine position just to convert the chances and maybe help us overperform going forward. I agree, the sky's the limit. I don't see why we can't just continue to tick over and edge closer to the playoffs. And I don't see why we can't get into the top six. I think it will be fifth or sixth. I think from then it will be difficult to, to progress from there, but I think that would be a fantastic finish this season and if that's the case it's a great platform to then go into next season and we forget as well these are all our players now which I think is really important we're not relying on loans we're not having to let them go back to the parent clubs at the end of the season so if we can if we can finish strongly this season even if it's seven or eighth it will be obviously disappointing to miss out but if we can then build upon that for next season then next season could be really really exciting so like Dana said I'm very excited for 
the future and I think the potential of this Borough team is, um, yeah, is quite something. So, yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Let's, uh, let's just enjoy the ride, eh? See where it takes us. It's good to have this positive outlook, isn't it? I can't wait for us to get beat by Rotherham on Boxing Day. <laughs> and it all you know. comes Mm-mm. crumbling down again. Uh, it'd be very typical borough though. So, like, the results that, that you're saying there, we were the most mid-table side ever in it uh, so far. And you know, we, we've had those we've had those changes. We've we've lost a lot of goals. We've lost quality. You know, we've had to bring players in, bedding them in, injuries. It hasn't really been playing sailing this season. But what I would say is that performances have still been relatively quite good um, in in the grand scheme of things. And you can always see that we have quality in and around the team. When we unlock it, it's brilliant. When it sometimes gets a bit jaded and bit like bitty, it's a, it's mainly because we we lose our tempo and we get a bit static and play it safe. When really this side shouldn't be doing that, and they should keep going with that. And you know they'll make mistakes, but I'd rather them make the mistakes now. And you know next year we we look at a, a bigger a big thing. But who knows? I'm I'm very excited for for Jack post January because. We'll bring, I think we'll bring players in. I think we'll bring permanents in. I'll, I'll be I'll be very shocked if we brought in a few loans. I think there's probably more permanents than loans that we probably bring in. And we'll keep building and wherever we end up, wherever, wherever we end up. And that's a very Michael Carrick saying. But I think it would say that I'd be very happy with a, a very 
top six. I would, I would take it. I would definitely take it. I still believe, and I'm very, very positive. And people might say I'm a bit rose tinted, and I get it sometimes. But I just think we've, we're building something quite good, and I'm excited by it. It's a good project to have, and uh, hopefully, we can get that next step, uh, then And what do you think that next step is for Bora? Like, if you were to get the the elder magic wand out as uh, big cliches <laughs> in football. Uh, or if you were to tie things, get where where do you think that next step is for Borough right uh, for the for the season? Where's the next step? Well, I think just putting ourselves in a good position for January. I think Borough are an attractive prospect for a team anyway because they have uh, for a potential signing anyway. Sorry, because they've got Michael Carrick in charge, and I think Kim Scott might have said it in his interview with BBC Tees that he didn't he hasn't known as many returned calls as what you saw um, last season because of Michael Carrick being in charge and Jonathan Woodgate as well. And you've got the Aaron Danks connection. So I think it's definitely getting to a good position just to entice those players a little bit further in January. And and within January, I think the positions that we should be looking at, I think we've spoken about it on previous episodes, is uh, a number nine, a number 10, and then probably a right back for me. I'm looking at those three positions, but particularly the two positions up front, having somebody that can, as we've put it, knit everything together and just add that little bit extra quality in the final third in in that number 10 position, I think could be really important. But also having a striker that you can really hang your hat on to finish chances and to be ruthless, I think that could too. But shout out to Lai Lath as well, because he's got a fantastic return so far this season and you, you can't knock that. And he's a chaotic striker. Sometimes I think a little bit too quick for his own good. But he's having a strong season considering that he's come from a di- completely different country, doesn't speak a lick of English. I think I have to give him credit for that. So, yeah, the next step is to just put ourselves into a good position, finish the the year on a really good note. And then, yeah, let's let's see what what we can or how we can finish this season, because I binned my preseason ex, uh, expectations and predictions like almost instantly as soon as I posted them on Twitter. So like whatever I don't have a position in mind where I think Borough will finish I just want us to finish the season strongly finish the year strongly and let's see where we can go let's see what we can do with this team because there's some really good players in this team really talented individuals and I think as a collective you know playing West Brom today a really defensively resolute side and we still created good chances against them our XG was over two so really good and yeah let's see how we can finish this this year and go into January and hopefully have a good January as well because it's going to be difficult there's going to be a lot of teams fighting for the same players so fingers crossed Kieran Scott can pull some good signs out of the bag yeah and I think we'll do it I think we'll do a lot of deals early as well I think we'll get I think we'll get things out of the way and hopefully we can build on it but we have players hopefully coming in January, but we will lose two. Um, McGree, who has just literally came back today, and I was very excited to see Ryan McGree come on the pitch. And I just thought straight away, he showed this quality. He's still a little bit rusty right now, but I think there's next couple of games. I'm going to just really enjoy him being around. And, you know, we've got Silvera as well coming into form and then going <laughs> as well to Australia to the age cup. And Matt, is it disappointing to lose McGree? I mean, like we've, we've literally just had him had him back and he's going away again yeah well I mean if the conspiracy theorists are to be believed he's only coming back to go to Australia because he's fell out with Carrick and he wants to leave and we're selling him in January anyway um (laughs) shouldn't have gave that air time should I um 
Yeah, of course it's it, it is disappointing. It, of course it is to lose Raleigh for for a month or whatever it'll be. Um, I think it's just over because I think he has to report for training as soon as it hits New Year, pretty much. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it obviously is disappointing to to lose McGree, but. Again, you know, I think we've we've seen over the last three months, I think to which he's, he's almost three months that he's been injured. We've got plenty of players who can play across the front line, who can come in and step up in that position. So, yeah, let's enjoy him while he's he's here over the next few weeks. We'll help him get fit to hopefully win the Asia Cup. And then um, he can come back with that confidence and be an absolute world beater in, in February onwards. But um, as long as he comes back, you know, fully fit, he doesn't have any recurring injuries or anything like that. He's... Um, yeah, I've, I'm more than confident Borough have got the squad depth to deal with that. And then it's, it'll just be another added strength while we're ball when, when he is back in February to help us kick on and hopefully finish the season well after that. Yeah, that has a lot. Uh, a lot has been said about the, him, uh, McGree, going over uh, to the Age Cup there. <laughs> what, what do you make of it all? Like, what do you make of it all? Because there's a lot of club versus country. Yeah, what do you think? I've just seen so many comments the last day that I just don't agree with. Like, I know we're very Eurocentric over here, but there are other tournaments that exist outside of Europe that are just as important as, say, the Euros. And the Asia Cup seems pretty important. Um, So I think sometimes people expect players to think like fans. Like, of course, if it was club over country we would pick the borough wouldn't we but Riley McGree is not a borough fan so you can't expect him to basically say nah you are right Australia I'm going to stay with Middlesbrough like of <laughs> course he's going to go and represent his country in a, in a big tournament relative to obviously Australia and, and the Asians like it, he's he's obviously going to go there so yeah I mean well done to him firstly because I think it is his first uh, uh, Asia Cup and Sammy Silvera as well I just, I don't, I think some of the comments are disrespectful, I, I will say. Like, yeah, I know Borough pays wages and, and stuff, but you cannot expect a player to turn down the opportunity to represent their country in a fairly major tournament. Like, it, it's just not going to happen the way that fans want it to. So, yeah, I mean, good luck to him. It, it is a shame for Borough that we are going to lose, in my opinion, our best player from January the 1st till, like, what is it, February or something. He's going to miss a lot of games there. But, yeah, like Matt said, like wish him all the best. Hopefully he does help uh, Australia to win that. I do think that they are, I think it's Japan, they might be the tournament favourites, but Australia should go all the way. So I expect him to miss pretty much all of the games that he is potentially missing. And when um, you look at the list, but yeah, well done to him and, and good luck. And Australia have just been cursed by our official curse yeah. on the World Breakdown podcast, the, the Malt Curse. <laughs> You're welcome, Malt everyone. <laughs> and any sorry, Australian Riley. Fans, any soccerers, <laughs> we're sorry. Uh, look, it's a fantastic achievement, though, for them both, isn't it? And I, I was expecting, uh, with the injury to Matt Ryan, I was expecting Glover to go as well. And it was like, oh, God, we could be, could be in a bit dangerous. And I think it's a great achievement for them both. I think playing for your country is is. An incredible achievement, right? I think whatever you, wherever you do, whatever competition you play across the world, it's it's always fantastic and probably bigger than what a club uh, would be. Uh, you know, imagine you know saying, "Oh, I don't, sorry guys, I don't want to go to the Euros because I fancy play Borough instead um, against against Coventry and Rotherham and all that kind of stuff." So, you know, it's it's uh, it's 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 a big achievement. I think I, I think and hope that both do really well because the grand scheme of things, if they have a really good Asia Cup. 
and they're able to maybe get a move past Millsborough, we'll only benefit financially. We'll recycle the cash, we'll bring in more players, we'll find the quality. And I believe in what we're doing and hopefully we can do that as well. But I agree, Ryan Green's our best player and to lose him, it's, it's such a shame. And to have lost him for, for so long this season, I'm a bit, bit down about it. But it is what it is. I think you'll do really well. Um, but before we move on uh, to Rodham, we've got a couple of questions uh, coming in. One's from David and he says, Hello guys, uh, West Brom and Coventry have seemed to have our number under Carrick. As their style managed to stifle ours uh, in previous meetings, have Carrick and the coaching team found a formula to get a result in those games after today's win? And that was via email. Um, so I'll go to you, Matt. I'll go to this, you, this one. Do you think that Carrick's slightly tweak the formula a little bit after today's result? Uh, maybe. Um, I think, yeah, possibly up front with the in- interchangeable sort of attacking players that we had, not having a striker might have caught Corbran out. But I think I think Corbran's a clever enough coach. I think, if anything, he'll be more disappointed in West Brom. I think we, were, we deserve credit, absolutely. And I thought we were fantastic, but I don't think West Brom were all that. And I think... It, it, it changes from season to season. I think when we play Coventry on New Year's Day, it'll be really interesting to see how we get on because obviously they're a different side to what they were last season. I don't really count the game we had against them earlier in the season because we were a team, not in disarray, but we were still very much trying to find the best formula. And it was just one of them days where Lenahan scores an own goal that goes in the top bin. Um, yeah, it was just one of them days, wasn't it, where everything seemed to be going against us. So Vera missed a sitter. So that game could have been very, very different. And I think it's a different West Brom side to the past. It's a different comedy side to the past. So I think that's a question that's maybe best being answered after New Year's Day. But I would like to think that given the fixtures we've had against them, especially Coventry last season, it really did seem like they had our number. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to think we 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 are better equipped now um, to play them, but they're a different side. So, yeah, we'll see if we can get the better of them and, and actually score a goal against them on New Year's Day. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are, looking better. Yeah. <laughs> they are looking better, to be fair, Coventry. You know, I think since Callum O'Hare's came in, we talk about players that can really knit a team together. Callum O'Hare coming back for them has, has really been instrumental in, in that. And, you know, they'll slowly start to come good there. Their underlying numbers are a fairly solid or sound of just being very wasteful and I think they'll come good again probably in the second half of the season um, but a couple more questions more Christmas related of course uh, given it is our last podcast until Christmas and one's from Andrew and he says uh, Yorkshire pudding uh, with your Christmas dinner uh, yes or no uh, dinner where are you oh. going to go with yeah, yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. Easy. no just no discussion needed yeah and then if the one from another, not you, Matt. Another Matt. Uh, it says, if you could invite one player to to yours for Christmas dinner, who would it be, and why? Um, I'll keep with you, Matt. Um, do you know if you could invite one? If you could invite one player, I was thinking of some sort of Matt Crooks joke in there to say he could be the Christmas tree, but um, <laughs> that's just too obvious and too bad. Uh, I just. I'd have to just invite Senny just so I could just sit across the table from him and just gaze at him and just tell him how much I think he's the best goalkeeper we've had in absolutely ages and how much I just love him. So I'm not going to try and be clever about it or make a joke out of it. I just love Senny Dieng. So yeah, Senny. (laughs) And then for you, Dan, who are you inviting? I think I know who this is going to be, but who are you going to invite? Who is it? I I think it's going to be Cruxy. 
<laughs> it is Crooksy, yeah. <laughs> Literally everything that Matt said, but just Matt Crooks. I don't care. Like anyone that's listening, you can trash Crooks all you want. I will never trash him. I absolutely <laughs> love that man. Um, he's literally stuck on his face is stuck on my wall right now. Um, yeah, I'd I'd invite Crooksy. He's just an absolute gent, um, and a bit of a hunk, as my mum would say. So yeah, Crooksy for me. Crooksy, and I'll go, I'll go with Luke's angle. You know, just yeah, um, just, just 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 to, just to say, <laughs> just to sit him down and kind of say, look, how how would you do it going, uh, Lucas? You know. Uh, just, just to let you know, you might have seen the video, you might not, have, but I give you a five star rating. So it'd be good if you continue. <laughs> You'll these, never let that down, these, will you? These, uh, these ratings. Um, Liv's asked us uh, to say she wants uh, Michael Carrick there. Um, oh, God. Friend, oh, she does. Yeah, 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 she does. And I just want to quick, uh, give a, a quick shout out as well to, to Jake and, and to Chris as well, who have been absolutely hammering these comments in as well. Jake is a Newcastle fan. Uh, he says he really likes Lewis Miley at the moment. And uh, he, fancies, he fancies Johnny Housen at the moment as well. So congrats uh, to that, Jake. Um, and then shout out to Chris <laughs> as as well. And uh, for that, but we'll move on. We'll move on over questions. Actually, no, we've, got, we've got one more from Jeff and he says, who will be top of your tree this Christmas other than Cruxy? Um, oh, it's a tough one. I mean, I'm, you know what? I'm going to say you can't pick De Yang and I, I can't pick oh. uh, I can't pick um, Lucas Engel. Um, I'm going to go first tier. I'm going to go Rav Vandenberg. I'll put Rav at the top of the Christmas tree. Um, you know, he's been uh, superb this season. And, you know, 19 year old as well turned a fantastic, uh, just turned into a. A better and better player. And we haven't even mentioned him today, and I thought he was outstanding. And we didn't yeah. even mention him in our praise in our little praise moments. Um, and <laughs> Jake's getting called out in the comments. I love it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Matt, uh, um, who would be top of your Christmas tree? Um, oh, that's really difficult. Um, I will put Morgan Rogers on top of my tree. I don't know this this new celebration he's doing. I just can imagine getting like some sort of like image of him doing that and plonking him on top of my tree. And plus, he's he's ascending. Is is potentially he's on an uphill trajectory. So can I turn it into some metaphor for a, going up to the top of a tree? I don't know. Yeah, just just Morgan Rogers. Let's we'll accept that. It. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Rogers. And then for you, Dee, who are you going to, you going to put at the top of your Christmas tree apart from Crooksy? Because he does normally go on top of your Christmas tree. Yeah, he actually does. Time. That's why he can't yeah. go on top of himself. He can't, he can't go on top of himself, Johnny. Come on. <laughs> yeah, um, Crookception. You know what? I'll probably say Hackney because he's got the best barnet in the football league. Like that, I don't even know what's going on here, but it, like I don't know the technical term for it, but fair play it was barber like that is some do like i know they say crooksy's hair is fine but hayden hackney has one hell of a barnet let's be honest so i'll probably put hackney there and he's a gifted footballer i will say that he's a very good footballer as well john johnny would you not have a certain frenchman on top of your tree because he's got a decent barnet as well uh what a little oh, the strongest hairline um... no the strongest hairline in the efl um... Mm, well, Senny Dieng. Is it? Dieng. Is it? I don't know if you'd want to add a little bit of French, you know, twang. Yeah, to the top I, of the tree. I do. I, I do like Senny, you know. I do. But is he? Is he going to be on the Christmas tree? I don't think he is. You know, he's around you know, my he, house. He's around my house. Yeah, well, he can't be on top of your no, tree. He'll save my presence from getting ripped up by Max, and uh, and, I'll, and I'll take that. But I think the final question is: we got. I was going to say, I keep saying final question, but more keep flowing in. <laughs> uh, and it just say, it's is is uh, Alex Gilbert uh, likely to leave on loan? I would not be shocked if Alex Gilbert left in on loan in January. Alex Gilbert. I th- Alex Gilbert. 
Uh, oh yeah, Alain Gilbert. Sorry, sorry, Alain Gilbert. That's more like it. yeah. Sorry, just just easy, you know, easy when he has some players. You know, it's easy just to fault him to an English player, um, which he actually is. It's just actually just turn the piss. Um, but I think he will go out on loan. I think uh, he would suit. I would say he'd probably suit a Plymouth until Schumacher left. But talking about what happened now, but I think he would go into maybe a League One side and just get game time. I think it would uh, be good for his development. But let's move on. Rotherham, Boxing Day. Um, it's a tough, tough place to go, as people say, on Boxing Day. Everyone's hungover. Um, probably bad oh, players. And get those 1963 results out. The young get good those, old yeah. Boxing Day in 1963. 5-5, five, 6-3, five, you name it. Um, but we'll go on to predictions before I round it up, uh, Dana. And what are you thinking? You know, recently changed managers, of course. They're struggling towards the bottom end of the table. We had a really difficult uh, run at Rotherham a couple of seasons ago, um, when it was under Cranker and, and Neil Warnock there as well, when they were struggling for points. Uh, so, what's your what's your thoughts? What, what do you think? Borough win, and I don't mind Rotherham. They're entirely uh, inoffensive to me, but and this is where I'm probably going to offend Rotherham fans. I just think they're every bit a League One club, so. Maybe that stick that on the telly, telly before they uh, take to the pitch at the New York Stadium. But yeah, I think that Borough will will win this one. It really is a shame that it's not at the Riverside because I absolutely love going to the Riverside on Boxing Day. But I think Borough will will win this one. I think we'll be high on confidence and we'll make it difficult for ourselves probably. But I think they're one of the worst teams in the Championship this season. So yeah, incoming defeat probably now. Yeah, okay, well, that's a negative way to end. That's not very Christmassy. Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt, you've been on the search for tickets. You haven't been successful yet. Um, no. So if, if anyone in the comment section have got two tickets for, for Rotherham, please let Matt know um, because he is desperate to go. Um, but what is your prediction, of course? Um, you, you, you're gonna, we're going to go win, draw, defeat, match abandoned. What are you thinking? Um, well, I want to just thank Dana for... Um, Setting up Rotherham's team talk there. That's all the manager yeah. will have to show them for the game, <laughs> and that that'll give them the motivation needed. Um, yeah, it will be. It will be tough. We, we'll make it tough for ourselves. I think an away trip on Boxing Day anywhere is going to be tough. I think anyone would say the same if it was rules reversed and they were coming to the Riverside. And to be fair, if they were coming here, I'd probably back us to win like four 0 or something because their away form's terrible. But yeah, um, I'm going to go two one Borough. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet because it's just never that easy. Although Glover, I'm sure, has got a really good record this season when he's played. We've we've had, I know that most of them have been cup games, but it seems like Glover's a bit of a clean sheet merchant, to be fair with him. But um, if he's playing, maybe we'll get a clean sheet. But it'll be hard for us. But I'd like to think, following on from the performance today, we'll back it up with a win. And um, I'll, I'll go 2-1. It won't be easy, but we'll get the job done. Okay, and I'll I'll go over two and on Borough win. I think we we'll do okay um, on Boxing Day. We've just got to really start well. We have to start well, and and in, in this type of game, I think the longer the, the game goes on, it'll be frustrating for us. And you know, we've got the ability there to do it. Well, fingers crossed, we can kind of turn it on because when we're on it, we're really good. Um, but I think it'd be a really difficult game for us. I really do. Um, but I don't know. You never know. We we might uh, we might get the three points, and hopefully, we get closer to the to the playoff pl- uh, spots again. Um, but guys, that was it. 
uh, thank you very much uh, for joining me as always. To the listeners and the viewers, um, if you're watching us on Twitter and on, on live, uh, don't forget to, to subscribe to us as well uh, on, on the podcast providers and on YouTube and also to people listening and viewing us now on those uh, platforms. Uh, don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, subscribe, all that kind of fun stuff. Helps get found, chatted, and you know maybe get us uh, closer to the FCA uh, Gold Award as well. We've got bronze, you know. It's getting there, but we just want to get the gold. Um, but for right now, Bora bag three points against the baggies. Um, enjoy Christmas, all. Uh, Merry Christmas from all of us at the Bora breakdown. And this, it was all of you, Bora, match day chatter in a pod. Up the Bora breakdown. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.